You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to the All to Play For Euro 2020 post-match podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral with me, Lindsay Hipgrave, and you, Joe Cole. And Joe, I feel like I've got to start by apologising to our last guest, Ali McCoyce, for my 5-0 England win prediction. I've I've thought about my behaviour and I was definitely misguided. I think the comparisons to Panama, Linz, was the, was the straw that broke the camel's back with Ali. We'd love to get him back on as a guest and I think as a forfeit, you should wear a full Panama kit for the, <laughs> especially if Scotland go through. <laughs> I'd rather the Panama kit than the, the Scotland kit. Oh, He's not yeah. going to be happy, but where did you watch the game? I watched it at home. Liz. I find it easier at home because um, you can concentrate more. Um, so like I've had, a, I've slept on it. You know, I think I, I experienced the same emotions. Most England fans uh, would have experienced last night because you, you, we get so up for it, don't we? And then when it don't go yeah. away, we, we get disappointed and we start really, you know, the, the, I think the the standard thing would, would speak to, would be Gareth's formation and the players he picked. But, you know, there's so many things to digest after that game. You know, uh, you, you have to put an asterisk on the Scottish team that performed admirably. But we still need to say that, you know, they've, they've still not scored a goal at the Euros and they've, they've only got one point. So there's that to contend with. But from England's perspective, it was disappointing. But if you're going to go and win a tournament and you've got to play seven international games, they're not all going to be masterpieces. So when we pick the bones out of it, we've got to pick the positives out of it and we've got to look at what 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 we think we can do better and also where do we think Gareth's going to go with it against the Czechs? I think because it was Scotland though, there was just so much build-up and so mm. much buzz around that and so much pressure on them, but it was just so flat and, and so mm. disappointing. It was like they were up for it more. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've heard that in the media today that the, the lad's been accused of that. I think I've, I've really have been an admirer of Andy Robertson and I think he's an excellent player, an excellent captain, and you see the way that he, he, his body language and, 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 and that really lifted the jocks and they was, they was up for it. And, and everything leading up to the game was, about, it was, was about the, you know, the, the Scots coming down and being in London and the festival and a carnival. And there was a trepidation in the similar, I was listening, I was watching it on telly and looking at Graham Sooners and he was obviously engaged in the game and, and I was the similar feelings that he was getting was what I was getting in the Champions League final limbs. You know, when you turn up at the game, you know, we talk about tactics and that, but sometimes there's an energy in the, in the crowd and there's an energy and there's a, I don't know, something that's probably much more mysterious than, than anything we, we understand. But I got the feeling that when I turned up in, in uh, Porto that Chelsea were going to do it. And the, the closer the game it got, it grew, the, 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 the energy was there. And I found that with a Scottish team and the 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 the, play, the the fans, and I felt like from the outside looking in, it felt like the, the jocks were on it emotionally mm. and mentally, and the English just just was wasn't quite at it. But no harm done, Lindsay. We've still got a point, and we I think we'll comfortably go through the group. 
it felt like if that John Storms header had gone in after after five minutes, it could have been a, a completely different game, do you think? Because it would have sort of settled England down and, and knocked their confidence. Yeah, goal, goals change games. It's an old saying and it's, you know, you, you're reluctant to use these old sayings because they are, they've been around for years. But when John, he should have scored. He got up too early, um, you know, and you, you should be scoring that. But, um, it would have settled England down, but th- there was a definite, there was definite things that England need to do better going into the next game. And I said at half time, I made some notes to myself, and I think since the World Cup semi final, that is Gareth Southgate's biggest challenge was that half time team talk. You know how does he? And it will set the tone for the tournament. Um, and he come out in the second half, and it it, it just we, we limped over the line. You know, so these next few days are when Gareth and Steve and all the, the team around him will, will, will have to find a way of picking the bones out of it, finding two or three things, elements in the game where we can improve and really knuckling down on that. And it might be tactical. It might just be, a, you know, a, a chat with Harry Kane because, you know, Harry Kane has had a long season you know, at Spurs where... You know, it, it, it hasn't gone well for the club. He's got the, you know, he, big move, a big move pending, you know, big, something on his shoulders. You know, he said the, his mate Ericsson, who's played with for years, had that incident. Harry Kane, and it's the first time in his England career where there's been some question marks. Not from me. I mm. I don't have question marks on him in terms of quality, but there is people out there insanely questioning whether he should start, you know, in the game. So he had 19 touches, Joel, which I think is the fewest he's had in an England game when he's played more than 45 minutes. I think it's both games as well, though, isn't yeah, it? That, I mean, that's why this... There's definitely something wrong. flat. There's definitely something not 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 wrong. There's definitely something that's not quite right with Harry at the moment. Now, we need what to look at... What, what, what do you think it is? Do you, do you think that all this speculation around his future is uh, having an effect? That, 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 I reckon if we could, we if we could sit down and speak to Harry, he'd tell you no, and but he won't think it is. You know, he, first of all, footballers, top level footballers, can have poor games, right? That's for sure. But you you look at the backdrop of, of it all, and you know the, the where his future lies. Um, you're not giving him excuses because he, he wouldn't want that because he's a top player, but. You know, I think he needs to draw the line under these two performances. Really, just soul search for a little bit and just say, look, you know, you know, speak to his family, speak to his friends, because there's no doubt about it. He is the talisman. He is, he is the outstanding talent, and he could go and play for any team in Europe with the ability he's got. And I believe he's a leader, very different to, to, to types of leaders I've had, but I, I believe he's a leader. You can see that in his, 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 his body language and the way the lads look up to him, the way they look for him on the pitch with the ball. So I think he needs a little, like I think it's Gareth, you know, needs to maybe just, just have a chat with him in his ear, just, you know, put him at ease. Tell him if he's going to play him against the Czechs, tell him now. Because as footballers, you know when you don't play well and you're not silly. You you read the papers or you read, you know, you know that, you know, there'll be, people calling for him not to start against the Czech, whether it be for a rest or whether it be to have a look at someone else in that position. Um, Would you start him? 
yes, I would start him. If he'd played well, Linz, and he, he, he was firing all cylinders, I wouldn't start him. I'd give him a rest because this is a tournament. You need, you know, you've got 26 players, you've got to manage it. But I feel he needs a game. He needs a game. He needs it. And we need him to get a goal and, and, and get a performance out of him. So I, I, I'd like, I'd like to, to, I'd play him. I'd maybe play, I'd, I'd maybe play Rashford and Sterling up front with him. Um, in this game, I'd, 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 I'd mix it up a lot, Linz, because I'd rest certain players who, and because I, I don't feel like, I think, listen, it's harder to get knocked out of this tournament than it is to, to go through because of the numbers. So I think even yeah. with four points, we're going to go through, you know, and, 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 you know, you can duck and dive and look at whether, do we go first and we play the, the group of death winners, uh, second place in the group of death or, or do we go second and maybe we'll get, you know, it's questionable. It would be Slovakia or, or Sweden if we, if we finish as runners up. So you think maybe it's all part of the plan. A, a draw against them could actually work out better for us on Tuesday. Exactly. But you cannot, you, you, as a manager, you've got to, you've got to get your players in. You, you know when the games are, you know roughly when, if we go through, we're going to play on Friday or Saturday. And so you've got to think to yourself, right, how do we get my players physically mentally and emotionally right for these games, you know, and, and then you look at, you go through all of the players and where their heads are at. Harry Kane's will probably be, head will be in a place where it's not, probably not been in his career for a long, long time since he was toiling, you know, who's doubted Harry Kane apart from in the days when Spurs were sending him out on loan to Leighton or at Mill, you know, he hasn't experienced this for a long time. I have no doubt that he'll come back and play a big part of this tournament. Uh, but, you know, just get, can we afford to keep giving him chances when he's in this form? You know, we need to build momentum as true. well. It's true. I mean, I, we do need to build momentum. Um, but, but I said before the tournament, if we're going to win this tournament, we need Harry Kane. Like Harry Kane. Like I liken it to like you. You look at the contrasted strikers from last night, right? And you, you, you Shea Adams, yeah. And uh, Lyndon Dykes, two good players, um, and they was excellent, yeah, outstanding. You know, but both of them had half chances, and they both didn't finish them. Harry Kane had a, ain't had a ain't had a half chance yet, and the difference is even Harry Kane not at it, not playing well. You put him in front of goal with five minutes to go. There's no better player in the world, barring probably Ronaldo, in all who can score all types of goals, headers, volleys, finishes, near post, far post. You know, so there's always that. You, the quality will always be there. So, does he need better service? But well, better rhythm. There needs to be a rhythm around him that, that there isn't there at the moment. Now, now when I've when I was looking at the game, if I go from back to front, it's right. Sorry, sorry if I'm. I'm not answering your questions directly, but so, so you had the Pickford, Mings and Stones um, situation. Now, Pickford, you know, I've, I've questioned him, but he seems, he was, he, he would be in a great place. He's had two clean sheets. Yeah. He's been working with a sports psychologist, which seems to be working because I'm loving his body language. I'm loving the, he seems that there's a maturity to him, which I think is fantastic. You need to have a goalkeeper on form. So, Pickford, you feel like you ain't got to worry about that. Stones and Mings, if we look at the Romania game before, 
We was worried about England playing two centre-halves. Are they good enough to compete? I know it's In the only, Croatia game, yeah. yeah it's, but, so, 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 so they're, that's, they've played well. They, they, you know, they put ticks by them that they're not worried about them at the moment. They'll be pretty, pretty good about themselves. Now, Rice and Phillips playing in there in front of them, that's protected them. That's helped having two in there. But we've lost a bit of rhythm out of the, the going forward. You know, so, so Mount, who's had a decent tournament so far, Sterling, who got the goal in the first game, you know, they're just, you need more bodies around them. And then you get to the question of whether Jack should play or not. Now, I've always said Jack should play. Always, always, always. From even before Jack has had this season where he's gone from being a, a player with a lot of uh, potential to a player where the top, the, the top clubs in the country and the world uh, are, are calling for him. So, I've been, and the reason I, 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 the reason I think he's made and born for international football, in, a, in the same reason that our colleague Lynn's Glenn Oddle, you know, when I look at him, I've played more times for England than Glenn Oddle. Now, Glenn Oddle's the best player we've ever produced, right? So we didn't ever get handled with, and when I speak to Glenn, he played out on the left, out on the right. And then when you look back from hindsight and you think, why did we not build a team around him? Now, I don't want us to be looking in 20 years' time and looking at Jack Grealish's England career and going, he went to the Euros and he played 30 minutes against Scotland and he had a mm. 20 minute and then, then we got knocked out and he only had 20 minutes, but he didn't do nothing. Jack needs rhythm. Now, Jack's ideal for international football. You know, he'll draw he felt he was ideal for that game last night as well, Joe, didn't he? He felt like that game was made for him. It makes you wonder whether he's not fully fit and that's why he's not starting. Yeah, I see, see that's, um, I mean, he, he finished the season with Aston Villa. He's fully, he's fully fit. Is he at the top, top, top part of his game? Probably not because he hasn't had the games. So you have to put him in these games, Linz, in my opinion. You know, it's my humble, like, you know, I'm a big fan of Gareth and I believe he's seeing him every day in training. He knows what he's in, but look, 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 he's 25 now, Jack, right? So there's the fact that someone of talented Jack Grealish hasn't started a in an international tournament for England and he's 25 years old tells me that the system we've got is good. It's not perfect. I, I feel like the managers he's had sometimes previously um, at, at England youth level, 21s level, Andy's club football haven't haven't got the best out of him. Uh, you know, and I, I genuinely believe that up to this point. But also, we've not what, we've not trusted him like we should like like we should have done. In my opinion, now now. I've been stoic with that. I've been right from the start with Jack. I played with Jack at the back end of my career. So I know what he can do. So, um, so listen, you're going to get, it's easy to say, oh, Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish. Yes, Jack Grealish with the right players around him, with responsibility. And one of the things he's done, Linz, as well, last night, which when Shea Adams had that chance at the back post where he skied it, who was there? defended in the right position, throwing his body at him, it was Jack Grealish. It's like people, for some reason, we get habit of thinking, oh, he's like some absolute liability. He, he knows where to be defensively. He digs mm. in. He's a tough man. He wants to win. He's dragged Villa from relegation at, up until the last four or five weeks. People were thinking they could get into Europe, you know, as a captain. So you ain't got to worry about it. We've got to get out of habit of thinking, you know, it will it'll loosen us up in midfield with Jack in there. It won't. It will make us a better because we've got our, one of our most talented players in the team. So 
I'm a big believer in him, but I'm also a big believer in Gareth, you know, and, and it, I, you don't I'm think he got it, it tactically wrong last night and, and Steve Clark got it completely tactically right and, and there's questions for Gareth Southgate to answer this morning? Then, listen, the, the life of a manager, there'll be questions it, it, There'll be questions to answer. We have to remember and we have to put some context on it that the, the champions of the Euros are Portugal. Now, they did not win a game of football in 90 minutes. You know, so there's ways to win this tournament, right? And then things will, every game will not be a masterpiece. Every, there will be questions to ask. And that's what you, if you, if you want to plonk yourself on that seat at Wembley as England manager, you know, there's going to be some, some absurd criticism coming your way and there'll be some absurd praise. You know, Gareth could have probably run for prime minister after the last World Cup <laughs> and got the job on the back of getting England to the semi finals. You know, and equal, the worst job. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's that's another. <laughs> Let's that's not another go there. Altogether, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've got the absurd criticism, you've got the absurd praise. Gareth, as much as I know him, will be be able to balance that out. And this is a challenge for him, and he'll have to stick by his beliefs. Got a big decision to make over Harry Kane. Big decision to make at left back. Big decision to make over what formation do we play against the Czechs and going forward. Um, so listen, this is what he's here for. And I still believe in him. Um, I would have played Jack against Croatia. But there you go. And you talked about the criticism there. It was a, a really young England side. I think the youngest side we've ever put out at a, mm. an international tournament. Those players are going to be reading a lot of criticism today in the papers, on social media. I'm sure some of them might completely avoid it. But how do you think that will affect them? How how did it make you feel when when you were reading that sort of thing when you play for England? Um, I think it's, uh, every player will react differently. Every player, some players will... Some players will will take it in their stride. Some players will be a little bit annoyed. Some players will be fearful. Some players will be completely oblivious to it. So it's Gareth's Gareth's. Um, and one of the right one of the things I think I consider when I think of playing players for England. You know, people talk about play your best players, or do you play? Do you choose a system and then get the players in? I mean, playing for England requires a, a mental toughness and steeliness above and beyond club football, you know, because you, you you have to be able to adapt because you're coming out of your comfort zone and you're into this fire. You might be asked, you need to be able to do things. So it needs a personality. So it needs, like people like Jack Grealish, you, I saw him last night being brought on in, and he's putting his shin pads on, he's getting ready. And he knows that the whole country's calling for him. He knows that every fan in the, in the country wants him to come on. He knows the pressure. I'm looking at him laughing and joking with players. There's a certain mindset and a certain character that thrives in international football. As well, I think, I think James Madison as well. I know he's not there. He's not in the squad. But when I think of characters to go and play for England, they're the characters you want. The fearlessness. The, the almost fearlessness, almost bordering on arrogance. That's what you want playing for England. I mean, I've played with some fantastic players for England, Linz, and I could see in their eyes walking out onto the pitch or off the pitch that the, the, the fear, the trepidation. You know, I had one player that was coming off the pitch and he was talking about worrying about getting a, a six in the paper the next day. 
And I, I remember looking and thinking, what are you worried about? You know, it don't matter. So there's a certain mindset of players that's required to play for England. So I think that's going to come into Gareth's mind coming into this game because there will be pressure on him, checks. And look round, which one of these players... Oh, sorry. Which one of these players... Are. Yeah. Which one of these players, which group of these players is the ones most likely to be able to just block out all the noise and go and, and, go and do it? What did you think when he took Folden off at that point? Because it, it felt to me like of all the front four, the one mm. that was likely to make something happen at that point was, was Phil Folden. Yeah, I mean, I understand um, why he did it, because he, he would have been looking at the game balanced, you know, and he'd have been looking at it and he'd be thinking, do I throw an extra player, an extra player on it? Because we hadn't, England hadn't had control of the midfield. Um, so he's just gone for a very sort of safety first approach by bringing off Phil like, like, like for like, wasn't it? Uh, Jack come on for him, didn't he? Is that, am I right? Was that the right yeah, substitution? Yeah, when, when Jack came yeah, on. When Jack yeah, came and it just him, felt yeah. like, Kane had to come off at that point or was Sterling right then. And yeah. I don't know, I think you, that or, or safety take... first approach is, is what's going to start frustrating fans if it not I already think, is. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think he's certainly frustrating the fans. But I understand why he did it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have got, I, I'd like to think, you know, like I said, it's hard, Lindsay, even though I've played as long as I have, I've not s- sat on that bench and made them big decisions. I'd like to think I'd be brave enough and bold enough to um, to have gone right. Maybe take off Tyro Mings, br- drop Declan in. You know, may- you then maybe put Grealish and Mount in the middle together with with Phillips sitting in there. We'll have more yeah. control over the ball. Yes, we might get caught going the other way, but what a message then that sends out to Scotland. You know, when you're doing things like that, you know, but I understand why Gareth did it because he wasn't, Gareth wasn't happy with the mid, in my opinion, at the control of the midfield because I thought McGinn was outstanding. Gilmore was outstanding. I um, want to ask you about Gilmore as well, George. Just 20. I know you, you know him. It was his first international start. Just how impressed were you with, with his performance last night and, and the player he's becoming? Yeah, not surprised. Not surprised at all. Um, again, when you look at attributes for international football, Billy's Billy will play over 100 times as Scotland. That's no doubt in my mind. Um, outstanding footballer. Um, outstanding football brain. Um, the composure. I, listen, I was listening to the... Yeah, I was listening to the commentary and I didn't quite agree with it. It was saying he looked... You, know, you, have to, you always have to sort of... Um, you know, they're at the game, so they're seeing more than we'd get to see on the television. So, but it's only looked a bit leggy and a bit, you know, like the, the pace of the game was, was too much. I didn't think that. I thought from the off, he got the pace of the game. The, the role he was playing, Linz, in there, uh, he did have a lot of running to do, covered a lot of ground. I've played that role in the midfield where you have to keep getting out to the fullback and then you're almost doing two jobs. But um, I don't think physically, I, I think physically he was fine and his mindset, he, was just it was one point in the game he brought the ball down brought on his chest and just fizzed the ball it's a t- 10 yard pass on on the half volley through the lines and they got him going now it may look to the naked eye that that was an easy pass but there it wasn't and he's a t- he's such a talented player you need again that's what England lacked they needed someone in there 
who was at the ability to, to to play them little fizz balls through and not rely. I'm not saying Declan or Phillips, they've got other attributes. They're fantastic players in their own right, but someone in there of that ilk who could really get on the board, certainly with the last 20, 25 minutes. That's why I think dropping Mount in there with Jack, leaving Foden, Sterling and Kane up there to occupy the back five, I think we'd have... I think we'd have been um, pleasantly surprised and would have started to get a bit more of a handle on the midfield. And just finally, Joe, how do you sort of see this group now? Because all four teams can still qualify. As we said earlier, uh, England, a runners-up finish, could end up being better when when we look at the draw. And and Scotland are really going to fancy their chances against Croatia now. Well, listen, the the Scots have got it all to do. Um, You know, Croatia will be a bit of a wounded animal. They would have fancied their chances quietly to win this group. You have to remember they're World Cup finalists. Um, you know, Ballon d'Or winner, Luka Modric in the middle. So Scotland have it all to do. The Czechs, I think, have been fantastic. Um, I, you know, Stick, have I said his name right? Patrick Schick, yeah. Patrick he's been, Schick a, he's been a revelation. He's been a revelation, he has. I like his, I like his um, the way he plays. I like, you know, he looks like a player that enjoys playing for his country. Um, so they've been a revelation. Like I said, I think three teams will probably go. I think they're one of the best third places. I think four points will be enough. Like I said, but I think we'll go and beat the Czechs, Linz. I, I, like you have to, you have to think. Don't don't panic. Do not panic. That country. Don't just look at it in a cold light of day. It was an indifferent performance by a group of lads in a high-pressure game, which could, in, when we look back on this tournament, this could be the moment where then players, uh, then their steeliness is forged, togetherness is forged. Let them bring that group together and say, look, we need to, don't get caught up with a hype. This is us. This is our group. Let, we, let's go and beat the Czech Republic. And by the way, how many, simple message, how many of them players would get into this squad and uh, there's there's hardly any. So go out there, play your game, puff your chest out, be proud, be brave, go and get on the ball, go and score some goals, go through, and then we'll see where we're at. And then if we've got France, if we've got Germany or Portugal, what we've got to lose? Nobody will Bring expect us to beat them. No one would expect us to beat them now. You know, so he's all, listen, be positive. We We can do it. We just need to keep a level head. Who was your man of the match? Well, it's going to have to be a Scottish player. I thought Billy Gilmore was very, very good. But Robertson, for me, like, I just, I love the kid's mindset. Um, McTominay was excellent as McTominay well. McTominay was so past another one, another one with a great mindset. You're right, spot on there. Um, I think Robertson really led, you know, led them, led that team really well everything. So I'd, I'd go with him from England's perspective. I think I wouldn't say man at a match from England, but I think that, that, that little trifecta Mings, Stones and Pickford, let's not forget we've kept two clean sheets at tournaments now in the first two games. So mm. that is something. We, I think we've kept like 14 in the last 18 games we've played. So that's one positive, I suppose. Yeah, listen, but that's what I mean. You, you can look at it in any way you want to look at it. And Gareth's job is to cut out all the noise, not listen to like people like me, ex-players, fans, we'll all have an opinion. But ultimately, it don't mean nothing because 
it's Gareth and his team will be in a, they'll be having a coffee today, they'll be watching the game, they'll be they'll be comparing notes, and they've got to get the battle plan right for Czech Republic and going forward. And um, you know, we've got to believe in Gareth. We have Who's to believe places in jeopardy, do you think? I think they'll be I I I think nobody's now done a left back slot. So I think Luke Shaw, I think Chilwell deserves a chance in this yeah. game. I think he does. You know, the way he was outstanding in the final where he, he kept Mares quiet. Um, I think Reese Jane, I think we expected more from Reese. Uh, for one reason or another, he didn't, he was too pensive. You know, player of his ability, um, he should have really grabbed that game by the scruff of his neck. So he'll be looking over his shoulder. I think Carl Walker's. Probably yeah, the that brilliant one. clearance off the line, didn't yes, he? That, did. that moment really stood out. Rhys James will play over 100 times for England. I have no doubt in my mind he's an outstanding player. Whether it, whether he gets the nod. So I'm, I'm trying to put myself in Gareth's shoes now. I think as well, I think uh, I think Phillips might, might. I know he's been outstanding in the first game and he, he was okay and we kept two clean sheets. He might unluckily lose his place to someone with a little bit more of a forward thinking mindset, you know, someone in there. Um, it's in Harry. And crazy as it sounds, he may rest Harry Kane. He may, he may rest Harry Kane. He may rest the whole front three. It's, it, it's a, it's a tough decision he's got to make because it's, everything's in the balance. I think part of the problem is he doesn't know what the, the best 11 is. It's not really obvious, is it? It's not obvious. And you know, it's how how you um, how you perceive that it is. It, do you think it's a negative or do you think it's a positive? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's. It's a bit of a negative for us. It just doesn't. Whereas France, you feel like you can just write down their their best mm. eleven, and it's really obvious. I think for us, it's it's not clear, and it's it's not a good thing. No, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I it's great to have the that. options and everything, yeah. but. But if this was a club football in and this was a 60-game season, there'd be five or six players he, he, could, li- uh, he, he could leave out for the next game, you know. And that's, but when it's a tournament and it's such a short space, intense time to work with the players, he may, not, he may, be, re- he may be reluctant to change as many as, as people are going to imagine him to change. You know, and, and like I said, he, he's very loyal, Gareth, to his players. He's done the job for him. So um, there'll be more questions and answers on his mind as he, he's, he's headed to the pillow, I'm sure. I don't think any of the top teams would have watched that last night and thought, I really don't want to play England. Is it still coming home? Linz, it's, coming, it's still coming home. Of course it's coming <laughs> home. You know, there's no doubt about it. Until it's not, it's coming home. And yes, and that might, listen, that might be... A positive. It may be a positive that no one's no one's looking at us. Let them talk about France. Let them talk about Italy. You know all these other teams. Let them grab the limelight because no tournaments. Nobody remembers the group games, apart from moments. If there's a great goal or something people don't remember. No one remembers it. It's going to be the semi-finals and the finals. Get through the group. Yeah, regroup. I'd even. I don't know the situation with with, with COVID or anything like that. You know, use the benefit that we're in our own country. Them lads would have been emotionally drained after that game. Send them home to their families. Go on, 
go and you know spend, I'm not sure they can I don't I don't think they can now it started that's the thing so yeah. I mean that's such a shame such a shame can the families come in with a covid test you know let them let them let them go for, or let them go and play golf let them go and do let them go into town or whatever they do you know I know it's you know I'm not really up on what the uh covid rules and regulations are for the tournament but Use use that benefit. The lads need to the lads need to forget about football for twenty four forty eight hours and not even go and talk about whatever the young young lads talk about nowadays and just get their minds. I, I right. could do with forgetting about football for twenty four hours, but there's too many good group of death games on today. So now I'm going to go and watch France and just think they're going to smash us if we ever have yeah. to play them in this tournament. Ah, oh, don't worry. We will we will be all right. Listen, if we play France in the next round, yeah. Don't don't worry about us. We 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 will have we will have a chance. You know this, this is not. It's never as far away as it always as it seems. After after a performance like that, it seems like a million miles away. But it's not. A few little tweaks, the right things said in the right ear at the right time, and we could end up with a performance like Euro '96 England versus Holland all over again. And you've got to be positive, and we're positive on this on this podcast we don't mess about you know we're gonna we're gonna do it i love your optimism joel thank you very much as always thank you Linz. see you next week we're back in the pub back back in the all to play for arms we've got england legend john barnes with us as well jb i love jb a little little heads up Linz. how about this me and john barnes went to the same school not at the same time and so that makes me not even the best england player who played left midfield and wore number 11 to come out of my school. That's, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> oh, we're looking forward to that. Living legend, mate. I absolutely love him. He really is, isn't he? So that's that's one to look forward to. We're going to be in the all to play for arms. We'll be looking ahead to that final uh, group game against the Czech Republic as well. You can find that on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. You've been listening to the all to play for podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral. You've been listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.